<laughs> That's my president for all those that said he's hiding out. Keep paying attention. He's no basement Biden. He loves our country and he stands with the people. All right. I mean, somebody got to be rooting for him. He's there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like when you see it, yeah. it's just wild when you kind of look at the other Because you being, we, 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 we have a, a totally different perspective a lot of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I pay attention to it because it's just interesting to see like her thought process and all the stuff that she's doing and stuff. But I'll tell you later, it's, oh, yeah. it's a it's wild important. story about her. It's a wild it's story. It's important to pay attention, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But check this out. You know what I'm saying? Let's check the God out. Okay. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. Yeah, that was the God killing Mike. You know what I mean? I'm going to open it up today with the whole, um, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but in my neighborhood when I was growing up, everybody was God body and, and, and the gods used to greet each other like power equality. You know what I mean? And what power equality meant was peace. You had power with equality. And it gets peace. You know, they dealt with mathematics and break it down to simple form. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and 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 those those words actually represent numbers. Power five, equality six. You put them together, you get 11. Those two numbers look like the peace sign. Put one and one together equals two. Two is wisdom and wisdom is your wise words and actions. You know what I mean? And I just felt like I wanted to kind of open up that way today because I feel like we're exercising our power for equality to to get peace. You know what I mean? And so we're using our wise words and actions for that cause. Um, shit is it's a fucked up time right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To start off cursing. You're like, shit's, shit's kind of crazy out here. Um, I mean, we, we have a president that not really on our side you know what i mean he doesn't really have our back um he's sitting there talking about trying to send people in to to take us out you know and we have people who don't know what to do and they're angry and sad and anxious and i, I can't tell you how many people i'm talking to every day that's just angry and sad and anxious and i haven't talked to y'all my brothers lately and so like that's really where i'm going to start off at um I just want to know where y'all, how y'all are feeling and where you're at with it. I'll start off with Joe because I'll put it to you like this. I'm just going to be 100% funky. I did not expect the world to be where it is right now. I thought the world was going to be in a completely different face and place. And I came into this episode ready to tear Joe up for last episode. So I was mm-hmm. completely, I was like, uh, I couldn't let that shit stand. Like petty me, right? But Joe knows I love him. Love Joe to death. Don't get it twisted. But you know what I mean? That that's completely not even on my mind anymore. And I just want to know where everybody's at mentally and you know how they're feeling about what's going on. And I'm gonna start off with Joe with that. 
well, with me, uh, from like the last episode and just over the past like week and a half, maybe it's really been like sinking into me. Uh, well, it's really like sunk. It's really starting to sink in that, um, like what I saw when I saw the the video of uh, uh, George Floyd. Yeah. And um, at first, just being who I am, I try to like you know just rationalize everything and be calm about shit. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't know what happened leading up to this. If they for some reason felt the need to have, to have this man pinned down for a second on the ground or whatever to get him, I like, right, cool. But they kept the crossing line by keeping him down, constricting his body, his his, his back or everywhere, and also definitely on his neck and um and just watching him die, you know, and I'm like, okay. It's another one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't seen shit like before, you know, the killings and the shootings and all that shit. But just thinking about, like, that video and how helpless the um the main brother was in the video I saw that was um trying to tell the cop to get off him and that was illegal and this, that, whatever. And then all, all the other voices in the back. And um, it shit just made me, like, just angry as fuck. Just making it more and more angry and shit as the times, as, as like, the days have been going on. Because it's like not only was that man powerless to get them cops off him, everybody that was there felt powerless to the point that they couldn't like you know do anything. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got I got friends like a few to talk to, a few like on Facebook, you know, going back and forth. And there's a there's a fair amount of folks that's talking about yeah, I, you know, I would have jumped in this, that, whatever and shit. And part of me feels, and I said last episode that I wouldn't, but the more I think about it, I probably would. Like, in, like, just the mental state that I'm in, like, that happened in, like, the past how many years, like, I don't have, like, a death wish and nothing like that, but it's, like, since, like, You can't mom, watch somebody die. Yeah, it's, like, I can't watch somebody die, and plus, it's, like, since, like, my mom passed, I'm not, like, married, I don't have, like, any kids, there's folks that, like, I got mad love, you know what I'm saying, but there's nobody yeah. that is, like, depending on me to live to guide them and help them, you know, spiritually, financially, anything like that. So it's like, it's not like I got nothing to lose, but I got less to lose than most, you know what I'm saying? And then I think about, I'm not necessarily in the majority, you know what I'm saying? Like the brother that was on the tape and shit, I'm thinking yeah. he probably didn't, he, he probably wanted to jump in there, you know, get and get, get dude off him or something like that, just something, you know what I mean? But if he got kids at home or he got a girl or he got his parents or grandparents, something that he, that, you know, people need him, it's like, you can't risk all of that just for this man, even though you really want to, you know what I'm saying? And that's like that feeling of powerlessness. And even if he did jump in, you got four cops there armed, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't take not one of them to like pull out their shit and just shoot this man dead and then the story be totally different, you know what I'm saying? We don't get his phone video. We just find out that someone was, that this man George Floyd died because he was whatever and this other guy died because he tried to jump in and shit like that. It's like, I don't want to ramble too much more, but it's yeah. just been feeling this anger over the powerlessness of most people to most people that would have to just sit there and watch that. You know what I'm saying? So you brought up so many great points in there that, that I, you know, I probably should have been writing some of that shit down because it's like a lot to unpack. It's, it's the, the powerless do police officers have too much power. You know what I mean? The powerlessness of a black, a black person watching another black person just die in front of us. You know, there's, there's, there's correlations you can draw to that, back to lynchings, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's literally kind of what we were watching there. Um, and then it's, it's like, well, what if somebody did 
What if one of those brothers did pull out a gun and shoot those officers? Mm-hmm. I wonder what would happen. I wonder if those, those they would get off. I mean, you know, you just you just wonder those type of things. You know what I mean? Like, so there was a, there's a lot in, in what you said. I, I I didn't write it all down, but um, <clears throat> there's there's a lot to unpack there. Alex, how you feeling, man? Uh I mean, I'm cool. I'm cool right now. Alex keeps on pressing mute, so he's not that cool. No, no, no. It's my bad. My, <laughs> it's my uh, my author. My bad. I'm cool. I'm cool right now. Like I, I mean, I express the same things that um, I don't know if I said it last week when we first started beginning to talk about this, but my thing is, I'm really looking for the outcome, and I know we are a long way from that because he just got charged and so on and so forth. I see a lot of things that was happening now, but I really think about what happens if we get another semi-valid. You know what I mean? For people who don't know who I'm talking about, th- th- this was the Rodney King verdict or what happened when they moved it out of what, L.A. County and moved it to another place, because I think that's the same thing that's going to happen. So I'm so far ahead in thinking because I'm looking at what's happening now. I'm worried about what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the in the future. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and even the fun, the crazy thing is, back then with the Rodney King mm. thing, that was kind of really the first time we got the video. And this was, you know, this was all new as opposed to where we are now, where we can kind of capture a lot of things that we wouldn't have been able to capture back in the early 90s. And it's like with right. all the evidence that we're looking at, with everything that we see, with other cops coming forward, and thank you to those cops that are being real and being like, yo, that shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's not even what, that's no way, shape, or form. That's not how you're supposed to act. But I'm still wondering what is going to be the outcome because that's how nervous yeah. I am. Even though it's on video, even though you no, have right. other people coming yeah. out and saying that it's wrong, even though you have all these people in this right there in front of us, it's still scary that the people that I talk to, their immediate mm. thought, these are some educated people. And I know being yeah. educated doesn't mean a lot, but you know what I'm saying? These are people that have a thought process. Their no, reaction is like, nah, he, they, they're going to get a watch. My man was like, yo, yeah. they're gonna, he's like, watch, they're going to move it. And he's going to get off. It's going to be like, he's going to get like maybe four or five years or whatever. And it's not going to be anything. Well, you know what I've been Listen. thinking about it? I've been telling people oh. that um, I think that because this has gotten so big, and the fact that they have the video and, you know, they could put up whatever defense they want. You know what I'm saying? But I feel as though that the main cop is going to get convicted and he might go to jail yeah. for like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? We might get sentenced to 10 years. However long he would have to serve for that would be whatever. And I feel as though that's going to happen and it's still going to feel almost as bad as... If he would have got totally off, Joe. And I, yeah, Joe. What was what was the thing we were watching yesterday? Um, um, media, something. Trial by media. Trial uh, by media. Netflix, yeah. I bring that up. I just don't want to get too far away from some of the mm-hmm. things Alex said because, again, like he was just bringing some things up, and um, it was the Almadou Diallo case. That's it, exactly it, what I was thinking. Go yeah, ahead. it was. It, it it it's drawing the same type of correlations. Like to you're absolutely right about the Rodney King, but they did the same thing in Abdu Diallo. Anytime it's big like this, and especially with police officers, they move it from the venue. So you know what I mean. Like I just wanted to address what Alex said there, because that I mean that shit is is kind of important. Um, that change of venue shit is a motherfucker. Like that's that's basically saying the people who 
are affected by this the most in this area, in this community, uh, they're not able to judge what goes on in their community. That's just giving more power to the police officers. I didn't mean to cut you, Joe. Do you, you have some more to say, or can we um, spit this game? No, nah, get the ant. Ant. Mm-hmm. What's going on, man? I understand. I understand Alex's point about when he's talking to other people and they're saying like, you know, he's you know he's not going to serve no time. He's not going to get up. He's not going to do anything, and nothing's really going to come from it. It's just because it's it's been a systemic thing within the society, within the system that, you know, these crimes tend to honestly go unpunished. So people of color just kind of got a bit of it like ingrained within themselves. Like we already feel like, like, like a defeat is coming. Like, like we're, we're still not going to win. We're going to go through all this and we're going to march and we're going to do everything. We're going to try to draw our attention to everything that's going on and the end still won't anything kind of come from it. And like, I've just been watching and reading and everything else is going on. And, it's like, I, even though we're trying to unite people, I still see the divisions within people. People saying, like, you know, we, we did this with, with, with Martin and nothing happened. We, we should have went Malcolm's way or so on and so forth. Like, none of that shit really matters. It just seems like it's just something that's distracting from the general narrative. It's quite simple. We saw a murder. We didn't, we didn't see a man get detained. We saw a man lay on the ground and have a knee stuck in his throat and basically just be tortured to death for a smooth eight minutes. And as much as we say about it, all the other stuff about what happened in the past, it was that's just a guideline. That's just a point to, like, of what we can do now. We can take the lessons from them and put it towards us. That's why we protest. That's why we march. You keep saying that it's ineffective. It did do something. It did get certain laws changed. It did get certain rights that even though we don't really have full access to them, we still are trying to do our best to come forward and do whatever we can. I constantly see this quote about Rioting is is like the voices unheard. Like it, it's like it's a Martin Luther King quote. Something the MLK to that quote. Yeah, yeah. Right? But that's right, right. It's, yeah. it's it's not unheard. Every time this happens, we're always speaking up. We are always out there. We are always with the shits. Whenever there's right. something that goes on in our community, it's it's not the voice of the unheard. It is the voice of the angry, the pissed off, the tired, the frustrated. We deal with this over and over and over again and we keep telling people this is not a game like this is happening to us it is black men it is black children it is black women it is people of color that are being killed murdered executed and assassinated by law enforcement so therefore this not the voice of unheard we've been saying this we've been marching we've been kneeling we've been riding we've been whatever for decades now and we're trying to make it clear like we're not trying to say that we're, uh, we're unheard. We're trying to say that we've been saying this shit and we're going to, so we're going to be like a petulant child. If we're going to yeah. kick and cry and scream, you're not going to pay attention to us. When we start breaking shit and burning shit and destroying things just to show how pissed off we are and what we will do at this point to get our equality, some, our justice and our dignity back, don't be surprised by it. That's some real shit. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, and it, it's serious. I, we we brought this up on this podcast before, and it kind of deserves to be said again that every level of this, every level of action matters. So here's the thing: like if the Black Panther Party for Self Defense and the Nation of Islam did not, uh, did, weren't in the streets scaring the shit out of white people, then 
they, the people who are in power would have never had a reason to talk to Martin Luther King Jr. They just wouldn't have. He just been the guy that they spit on and smacked. Mm. You know what I mean? But they were scared of this one group over there. And they said, well, well, this guy, he's way better and we'll talk to him. So these people over here, these riots in these streets, these actions that are going on, they're going to cause the people in power to have to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And something is going to have to happen. I, the, 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 the commissioner of police in Atlanta was walking the streets, talking to the protesters yesterday, listening to them. I know Atlanta is a different place. I know we, mm-hmm. we affectionately call it Wakanda and it's a white woman. So, I mean, you, you know, you could take from that what you what you may. But it is a thing. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, is that if you're scared of these people over here, then you actually have to talk to these people over here or there's nothing that's going to moderate the movement and the feeling of what's going on on the ground. Yeah, I mean, what, what it is, is like like you said it. Um, it's basically good cop, bad cop, but like, you know, with the people. It's like, we the good people, we gonna okay. talk and we gonna, you know, we gonna stand there and we ain't gonna put no weapons on you. We ain't really gonna fight you, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna let our voices be heard. We might sit down and not wanna get up. We gonna do it like this. And it's either deal with us or it's deal with the folks that might tool up or at least run up in some places and like burn some shit down. And, um, I hope that the voices um, on the side that um, our leaders are going to have to like deal with, I hope that they uh, are as uh, strong as like those uh, Martin Luther Kings and others that um, did it. It's funny, we're talking about that uh, trial by uh, media thing and we saw the um, Amadou Diallo story yeah. and there was the one before that we also saw about the uh, the um, four black kids that were um, yeah shot by Bernard Getz shot by Bernard Getz on the subway or whatever and one thing that um, I, I I felt really good about in both of those stories even though um, neither one like um, came to the conclusion that we would have wanted to um, was the fact that Al Sharpton was there you know what I'm saying yeah and uh, it just reminded me of like old Al Sharpton, like well, younger Al Sharpton, like in the old days. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just like the power that I mean, I felt even as like a kid, like uh, seeing the brother with the perm out there talking this shit, having like this long big big coalition with him, and um, I kind of missed that. I know we still got it in certain people, but I, I kind of missed like that figure. Like you knew when Al was gonna be there, something was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Or at least he was going to piss off enough people that it was going to be something like. Well, this is this is where I um, I bring up maybe a, a controversial figure on this, even this podcast. And I say I'm tired of them telling us how we're supposed to speak our outrage because Colin Kaepernick was out there kneeling, mm-hmm. peacefully kneeling, quietly kneeling and only one time a week. And they couldn't stand that. I mean, the vice president of the United States. That, that sits there and, t- and says that um, that they should be protesting peacefully actually walked out of a football game because yeah. Colin Kaepernick, oh, because people were kneeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the, 
I, it's, it's crocodile tears, and it's hard for me to listen to these people complain about property burning, but they had nothing to, to say about these black lives dying. And then any time, and, and, and it's hard for me to listen to them tell me how I'm supposed to feel and how, and how I'm supposed to express my outrage, when any time I express my outrage in any kind of way, they have some kind of backlash and attack on. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that's one of the things that I like that really like makes me angry sometimes when I think about it. You know what I'm saying? It's the fact that you can deal with, you know, people that in your everyday, I'm talking about white folks right now, shit, and your everyday, you can be cool with them. You know what I'm saying? We all work with like white folks before, probably now, so I've been working with them for the longest, and they can be really good people. But when it comes to something like this, it's like, go-to number one is how they can rationalize how everything is fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got, like, some of the, like, woke white people and shit, and people say, oh, we should celebrate these white allies. And I, I, I'm like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And shit, but it's, like, too, it's too easy for, like, the masses to just say, well, the police... They're pretty good, you know what I'm saying? It's just maybe one bad apple on occasion, or maybe they went a little too far. They're out there, like, with their lives on the line. And it's funny. And the thing is, there's a certain, like, truth to that, you know what I'm saying? But when the shit is disproportionately against us, you know what I'm saying? That's when it's like there should be a switch that goes off in any intelligent person's head. But the fact is, this is America, and no matter how cool or intelligent, like, a fucking white person could think, like, some black people they know are, in the back of their head, they still got the same fear, and irrational fear, of black people that this country has, like, just fucking, like, perpetuated for years and years, you know what I'm saying? It's like... You look at black people and you think criminal, you know what I'm saying? You might think poor, you know what I'm saying? You might think unintelligent, and you might even think savage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people talk about wanting to have all of this change, but you can do all the little shit you want to do. That shit is always going to be in somebody's head. Hell, it's in the heads yeah. of most of us, you know what I'm saying? Well, so, Joe, you brought up a term. Um, bad apple, and it, it reminded me of something. Most cops, it's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. Bad apple, that's a lovely name for murderer. It's like, how'd they get that one? Bad apple, that almost sounds nice. Hmm. I mean, I've had a bad apple. It was tart, but it didn't choke me out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know it's hard being a cop. I know it's hard. I know that shit's dangerous. I know it is, okay? But some jobs can't have bad apples, okay? Some jobs, everybody got to be good. Like pilots. (laughs) American Airlines can't be like, you know, most of our pilots like to land. Most cops. Alex. Yes, sir. I know you heard that one before. Yep. How you feel about that? 
<laughs> I mean, okay, me and you both have a cousin, um, Jared, who's a cop. Jared, shout out to Jared Dickens. And he's we out there. Yeah. yeah, we have a few, but I'm just speaking to one. Okay. Because he's yeah. been posting thing, you know what I'm saying, as an active duty officer. Right. He's been posting, and he's in Queens. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the 113th and the 105th. He's in Queens, active on the front lines, mm-hmm. dealing with, a, with what a lot is going on. And he's really been proactive. And I was kind of surprised because I don't know what, how that's supposed to work with social media in a time like this. If a cop should be posted, I don't, like, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what behind. No, the they're free. Kind of, oh, they're I mean, free? They're, okay, they're, yeah, they're like I don't posted. know because it's kind of out of control now. Well, yeah, it is kind of out of control in a sense. So I don't know. But, he's but if they say been, some wild shit, I'll put it to you like this. If they say mm-hmm. some wild, crazy shit, like or some crazy shit, like uh, they could definitely okay. get fired. So oh, okay. it's, but it's, he's been on know, the, he's just been yeah. on the front line being very open and been mm-hmm. very honest, not speaking, but just his post. You could mm-hmm. tell he understands that although I'm a police officer, I'm a black man before that. And his posts are just very telling the mindset yeah. of the of black police officers having to go out there and try to police everything that's going on while being a black man, you can understand being conflicted. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I can imagine just across, and I'm, I'm talking about our cousin, but just to be, just make a general statement, just imagine if we were cops with yeah. what we, how we feel as black men, then having to go out and deal with it. Think about that confliction. Think about the, I mean, what, how the, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I agree. What, what I'd say is this, I, I'd say is this, um, the black cops, if they're treating us like we're humans, then we love them. Like, here's the thing. Like, new, you look at a part, a, a portion of, what was it, like Coral Gables, Florida, where, where they kneeled and prayed with the protesters, the, the police officers did. Or you looked at New Haven, um, the cops in New Haven, where they said, we're with the protesters. Then they, they, um, they, they uh, got on the loudspeaker and did their oath of office again in front of the, uh, the protesters to reiterate what their what their job was and how they were supposed to be helping people, who, the people on the ground. No issues in those areas. There's no rioting, no looting, no issues at all. You know why? Because leadership, it, it, like a fish rots from the head down. We know that from the Knicks and we know that from police officers. Mm-hmm. We, look at the con- we look at the country now and we're like, oh, this shit is fucked up. Well, look at the president is. You know what I mean? Like we know these type of things. And so we the problem is that we have all different type of police commissioners all over the place and they enact their their um, their offices a little bit differently. But we saw good police work. We see the people who, you know, they, they're able to relate to the people on the ground and they're able to talk to them and treat them like they're human beings. And the problem is with that is that I'm sure that there's probably more really good police than scum of the earth police. You know what I'm oh, saying? It has to be. And you got folks that's probably <clears throat> maybe fall somewhere in the middle, but I think that most people tend towards good because if all of these police was trash, yeah, then it would be some other yeah. next level shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But the thing is, it's like just the nature of being a police officer, you know what I'm saying? And having the job of like maintaining like law and order, like in your area, city, whatever, it's like the basement for being a good police force, you know what I'm saying? Good police precinct, you know, whatever, should be treating everybody with respect. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, and trying to get to know the people in your community. Because the fact is, there are some, there are some real piece of shit motherfuckers that do really devilish things. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, whatever the fuck other race. And 
those motherfuckers may need to be dealt with a little bit outside of the book. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Not killed and shit, but just a little bit. And I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But if you not like policing people that you actually got to know in that community or something like that, and you just start looking at motherfuckers and thinking they a bigger threat than they are, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not right. To be a police officer, you need to have, that. you should have that level of the good white people, you know what I'm saying? Just police officers in general, any race. The good yeah. white people that don't think that that one black person they know, that couple black people they know are the exception to the rule that all niggas ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. niggas is like a threat. You should have that. That needs to be uh, like that needs to be like the basement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. what was your it? And I know this is a weird question to ask, but I don't think we we kind of ever ever really asked this question. What was your best interaction with a police officer that that can come to mind right now? Like a good interaction with a police officer. My best interaction with a police officer was. 2011 where somebody broke into my car i called the cops he came over and and uh, where i was at i was in i was in a bad part of philly but he came up he said who called it all the police there was me he says what happened he said i'm like somebody somebody broke into my car he's like okay so so like i'm he pulls me aside he says not gonna ask your name none of your identification i I know other officers kind of full of bullshit they want to know like who you are, like you call, let's go ahead and deal with this. He set me aside. He's like, all right, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write the report. I want you want you to go ahead and come down and meet me at the police station at four o'clock. Like yeah. before, like just just meet me there at four o'clock. Yeah. Right before he says, come down and I sign it. He says, All right, I need to come out back. He takes me out back and he says, All right, this this is Manny. Manny, uh, this is Mr. Ross. What I want you to do, if we have a chance, uh, take his car and I want you to fix his window. I want you to take care of this bumper. Somebody fucked this up, but we're going to deal with this. Just go ahead and just do me this solid. I'm like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, this shit happens all the time. We don't really look out for each other. Like, and it was a black dude, so he's like, yeah, yeah. It's solid. Like, like, I don't, I don't have to, but like, we got, the, we got the ability to do so. So let me go ahead and do it solid. And I was like, all right, yeah. man, thank you. That's probably the nicest thing that a cop has ever done for me. But if, wow. we're, if we're talking about like the interactions between police and just like, like the the citizens of the United States. It's not necessarily the the actions of police officers themselves. It's just that you, when you see the interaction, you see like the gross inequality of it all. And like as a, as a kid, my father had to sit me down to have the talk that once you get your license and if a cop pulls you over, make sure your seatbelt's on. Make sure you have both hands in the wheel. Make sure you yes sir, you no sir. Make yeah. sure you tell them I'm reaching into my glove box and I'm going to give you my uh, my my registration and my insurance. You wait yeah. there. You don't say anything. You don't do anything. You let them come back. You yes, sir. You no, sir. Them back. And I asked why. I said because this one day might save your life. But you can see this shit all the time in videos and even like interaction I see with other people. You see white people go the fuck off on cops. Yeah. Get out their car, yell at them, point in their chest. I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm going to call the man. I'm going to do this, that, this. So like something like a simple speeding ticket, like, all right, man, you can go in and buy your way. That's the issue that we, we're always talking about, and this is what some of the things that inflame us. You say that the law is supposed to be the law, but you do not carry out the law 
depending on the skin color of the person or the neighborhood that you're in. Because if yeah. I get pulled in, in Newark, it might be okay. If I get mm-hmm. pulled over Maplewood or Short Hills, it's going to be four or five cop cars right behind me. Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. shit that we do, and this is the shit that pisses us off. You tell us that you want to be fair, that you're supposed to protect and serve. But when you pull up behind me, I don't feel I don't feel protected. I feel terrified that if I make one wrong move with the one wrong person, my life is going to end. I don't get the opportunity to yell at you. I don't get the opportunity to take you to court and, and let you hear my peace of mind. Yeah. I am constantly in fear of what will happen to me the moment I just try to react because you're putting me in a docile state just to just to get a ticket or just to get a warning. Just because you're behind me, you're making me afraid. And there should be no reason for that. But if I was white, I wouldn't have that fear. I wouldn't be paranoid at all. Because if I felt at that moment, if I was white and there was some type of injustice, however slight that it might be, I'm going to react and fight back right then and there. My fear is that I don't have the right and I don't have the ability to do so. So for you to go forward with the law and try to push forward to us and make sure it seems like, oh, no, we treat you fair. I don't feel that. I don't see that. And that's probably amongst me and other people of color. It's gone to the same it's, exact thing. It's more than a feeling. And the because, shit, okay. And I was just saying that the ill shit is that feeling that like a law-abiding citizen, like law-abiding citizens like us feel the only white folks that feel that are motherfuckers that's riding around dirty as shit with yeah. warrants, knowing that they need to be in jail. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so this is I was gonna go to you, Joe. So because mm-hmm. uh, because like it, it brings up the dichotomy of um, how it is to be black in America and something that you talk about all the time. You're being you are a law law abiding citizen that just happens to be black. And mm-hmm. you look and like, say, Dylan Roof, who shoots up a, a, a church in South Carolina and they buy a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But if a police officer pulls you over, Joe, I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure they're treating you the same way. I'm not too sure they would even talk to you as nice as they talk to Dylan Dylan Roof. And and so I, that's what I was going to ask you, Joe. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, most of my interactions with the police have been like traffic stops. I had, mm-hmm. had at least a couple dozen of them. Like, I can remember <laughs> off the top of the head. You know what I'm saying? And some I, I might have like, you know, didn't signal or some shit like that. But a good half of them was just me getting pulled over in like a neighborhood where there wasn't too much of my skin folk around there. You know what I'm saying? And um, the thing is, when I see them lights start flashing behind me or whatever, I, I feel that um, I'm glad that I don't immediately feel like, oh, shit, I might get killed. I don't feel that. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, that's what I don't feel, but what I do feel is that I'm not going to be able to talk about what the fuck happened. I might get an asshole to write me a ticket for some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I may get like, talked to like I ain't shit. And, um, I had a couple of those, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, like after they talk to me, they run my shit as clean as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they ask some dumb questions. Maybe they be all jokey-jokey happy that I ain't talking to them like fucking like super thug and shit like that and ain't aggressive, you know. But, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have, like, a feeling that I'm going to be violated in some way or have the potential to, you know what I'm saying? It's like rolling mm-hmm. it's like rolling dice with your rent money on the line yeah. for me. It's like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I ain't even mean to put all that money out there. Shit, but <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting perspective that, that, that you come from, because like I know me and Alex, we kind of had similar youthful experiences with mm-hmm. the police. 
um, just because they were occupying forces in our neighborhoods, but not just being an occupying force, but like they had like special units, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Alex, like when you were going up, you know what I mean? Because we didn't have TNT, it was something else, we called them ninjas, but it was different. But when you were going up, you know, like your interactions, things that happen when you're younger, obviously they shape the way you think when you're growing up, even though, no matter how legal you are, um, and a family man you are, I'm sure it affects you in some way. Let's kind of talk about that. Well, I was actually speak to my son. I'm trying to talk to my son about that. And, you know, because my interactions are way different. As you know, as parents, or it doesn't matter which way, you always want the best for your kids to grow up better than what you did. And having conversations with him, he, he there's a complete disconnect. You know, which is, a, I don't know. If, I mean, it is a good thing. But it's just like, I'm trying, I'm, I real, but I do realize myself as a parent talking to my son, I keep talking to him as if he was myself living back mm-hmm. in Jamaica Queens during the TNT days. So this is a, I realized that within myself. Actually, literally, to be honest with you, literally just in this moment as you were talking to me, I just realized the light bulb went off. I keep talking to him like it's, like it's in the late during the crack epidemic and during TNT days, where if you walk to the store, you live would get just simply picked up in the paddy wagon and taken off, even if you was just going to buy some milk from the store, just because you standing there in the local drug dealer or the local whatever is standing there, you just, right there, you get locked up. And it's just a disconnect. And B, while you were talking, I may be off whatever he's trying to say, but I just realized in the point that you made and talking about when we grew up versus perhaps where we have our children now, is completely right. different. We've made a better life yeah. for them. So some of the things that they may have had to face, they don't have to face. There's no weed bags, there's no crack vial, there's none of that where we are. Like he has no yeah. part to even understand it when I'm talking to him. And I realize and like I said, I may be off your complete point, but because you said that it made me no, the no, light bulb just went off. It's just it just made me realize like yo, I really have to change my tone. Oh, no, excuse yeah. me, my messaging and talking to him about things that he may or may not face as a black man in this neighborhood as he just continues to matriculate. He's 16 now. And then we'll, yeah. you know, may have start having those thicker conversations as he gets older. But I realized like, yo, I'm really talking to this kid like we living in a war zone and we not. But you know something though? <laughs> you know something? Like, I mean, that, <clears throat> I think that's like natural with like with parents yeah. and stuff. I, I think um, yeah, you gotta, especially when shit like this is like, you know, um when things like this go viral you know what i'm saying and the kids know the internet way better than us right now so they definitely gonna see like these videos and these um reactions and things and it's like it's definitely like a blessing that um his childhood is something where it's uh kind of sheltered from like what it what you know some people really going through like in like a hood or some shit like that and um but i think like you know you just keep doing what you're doing and it's like when he gets to the point where he not he's not like at home. If he's like eighteen or something, he off at like yeah. college. It's like I guess that's when the conversations are like really real. Cause it's like you may be with your people going through some neighborhood that y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you right with like the right people. You ain't with like a loose cannon that's gonna go off on some other shit. You get caught up in it, or that you aren't that loose cannon that goes off. Like you start to start feeling like. You could be one of these white ladies talking however the fuck you want to the police. You know what I'm saying? And even though the lessons that you probably give him now, he's not going to, like, 
you know, cling to and relate. I think about like the Wills. I think about the Fresh Prince episode when Carlton uh, was shocked when the police pulled him over and was rude to him and arrested him and shit when he was driving his father's friends Benz or even like I think an episode of, like Blackish and a lot of like the black um, sitcoms. They might have an episode like that. It's like at least whatever you give into him now is sticking in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, know, but- no, that, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Like it. Here's the thing, um, just bringing it back to what's exactly happening right now, especially in my city, Atlanta. But mm-hmm. It's hard to call it my city, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the city that I live in, Atlanta, right? Um, Keisha Bottoms just fired two police officers the other day and put four, four other ones on desk duty because they pulled over this brother and his sister, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Just, uh, one went to Morehouse, one went, one went to Spelman. Right. Spellman immediately spoke up and said and, and said we were with her. And then the, the brother that, that went to Morehouse, I mean, his aunt was a professor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he did not expect that by driving out there. I mean, he wasn't even a protest. He was just he was just driving in the streets of Atlanta. They come up, puncture his tire, tase him several times. He goes he, he goes and has convulsions and shit. I mean, she's pulled out of the car. They're, they're mm-hmm. released later. He ends up going to the hospital. Right. And I'm sure these pe- these children. We're not prepared for that. Right. But if they have Alex, you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. they have Alex who is treating them, so who, who, who Alex is raising his, his 16-year-old son as if, damn, when you hit 20 or 30 or anything, you know, and these things happen, you're more prepared. If they have you, Alex, and they mm-hmm. have what you're telling to him now, that's going to carry him on to those type of moments where he won't feel defeated and destructive. You don't know what the psychological state of that boy is because- right. His world mm-hmm. might have just changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the main thing. Like, I feel like, like even my mother, she didn't have to, she didn't go heavy with like, you know, talks about that. But we definitely like talked in general. And the main thing she wanted me to be was like savvy. You know what I'm saying? It's like just know whatever situation you're in and know immediately what's the best way to play it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's pretty much going to get you through most of the bullshit you know what i'm saying and i don't want to minimize any of uh the uh the tragedies that we've seen like on video or just like heard of or whatever but it's like i think that that's like 90 percent of the game you know what i'm saying like just being savvy not that you got to bow down to the police and no crazy shit but you talk to them you know talk to them respectfully treat them like they fucking children like they might be scared of you because even though they got the gun half the motherfuckers if they black if you black and they don't know shit about you they scared as fucking you you know what i'm saying or they fucking hate you you know what i'm saying it, it, you never know what it is just be savvy enough to talk to them a certain way and then when those strange cases where you really just come in contact with the devil you know what i'm saying that's going to take your fucking life or going to go way too far because yeah. they fucking mind ain't right and that's when it's like that's when like the real tragedy happens, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, I like I see I saw like a just like I guess meme or like a picture going around with probably about thirty something, maybe forty like pictures of black folks that have been killed over the past like maybe decade or so by like the yeah. police or by like vigilantes like fucking like a uh, fucking yeah, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And I mean it's just a damn shame, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was like all unarmed, you know what I'm saying? And um, it, 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 it's jarring, but being like a numbers person, 
I look at it and I think, and I don't want to be an asshole. I kind of sound like it's saying it, but it's like it's a very, very, it's a very, very small like sample. Uh, it's a very, it's a very small number of lives in the whole total. So I feel as though I don't want like most of my people or people uh, or like the women that got the, the, the sons and the husbands and uh, all of that shit <clears throat> worried about like the men worried about black men and shit like constantly. I don't want us to be in that constant state of like fear. You know what I'm saying? Like Anthony said, like really feel like you're going to be violated. I would hope for that, that they would be more like me, like aware that some shit could go off, but feel as though if they handle themselves, they'll be able to fucking leave and talk about the shit later. And I know that might sound like a cop out, but in general, I feel like that's kind of how how shit can go. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think it's I don't think it sounds like a cop out, Joe. Um, no. I I I do I, I you know I can't disagree with you on the numbers, right? But I mean, it just goes back to the bad apple argument. Most of those people, when they left their house, were just trying to get home or to get to where they were trying to get to. Mm-hmm. They thought that they were, um, they, they, they thought that they were in the right. They thought they were okay, and it just didn't work out for for them. You know what I mean? And Alex, we discussed it earlier, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, fish rots from the head down. Man. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. It's a lot of work that needs. It's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, but I, I do want to talk about because over the weekend we did not hear from the president. He was allegedly in his bunker for yeah. whatever reasons. Um, we had we speculated on a lot. Uh, one of the reasons that we really speculated on, and it doesn't matter if it's true or where it's coming from. I think we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But anonymous has resur- has uh, resurfaced yeah. with a lot of information. Uh, first, they came online. They came online. I think the 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 twenty uh, eight. The 20th, 20th. The, the yeah, the the I think the I'm sorry, the little blurb that I don't know what that I forgot what that mask is called. That the guy, oh, the guy, folks, the guy, folks, mask. yeah, thank you. You know, it was about a minute 13 talking about you know George Floyd and saying that these officers need to be prosecuted. Definitely, the uh officer with the knee on the neck definitely be brought up on murder charges. And they threatened if you don't comply, basically, we'll start exposing. But it was, yeah. I don't want to say it was funny, but what was interesting right after that, the Minnesota police, the I'm sorry, department. the um, yeah, the police department went offline, so they, they shut down the website. And well, they're not saying that Anonymous did it, but we just again, I'm just speculating and attributing it to them because it happened right after that, mm-hmm. and then following that, we saw these uh court papers for a Jane Doe mm-hmm. versus Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And it was an alleged it was alleged that uh, that Donald Trump had I believe she said four sexual encounters with Donald Trump and that they were aware that he was 13. Yeah, she I don't was know, 13. Wanted, so yeah, she, the she, original she was, she was the original document that I first and I that I sent you to you guys originally it was a Jane Doe um later on they actually had the names. Oh yeah, because she's older yeah. now. I think it happened. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the original document that I sent y'all, like it was, it was definitely Jane Doe. But then them niggas released everything, <laughs> and they they released the names and then other people that that have um, accused them and, and had been covered up. I mean, first off, anonymous, like you got to give them kudos and props yeah. for this shit. Uh, wow. Right now, they just threatened the Vatican. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, they're 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 out here on everybody's head. They had I forget the police, the, I forget the city that they had on um, fuck the police playing over their radios. Um, <laughs> yeah, like so, anonymous is out there. They they also were attacked in um, the British um, uh, people because the the um, the British royal family um, for and they put out the documents showing that they how they had um, Princess Diana killed and the reasons why um, the, the videos that, that Diana was holding on, on, I think it was Prince, Prince Andrews or something. Um, so it was just, they, they, yeah, anonymous has been out there and they, they've been doing their thing, but I just want to take a step back to say what you were saying, um, Alex, mm-hmm. that we did speculate that that was why he was in the bunker, but you know, in, in political yeah, 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 um, news, yeah, yeah. yeah but in, in political news, it was really um, his advisors had, I mean, last time that he spoke during a tragedy, it just didn't work well. It it, it it kind of backfired. And his advisors just said, you know, shut the fuck up, um, basically. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then now, but now he's he's out there, I guess, trying to do his, the the thing that um that always gets Republicans elected, it's the, um, the law and order. And he's doing the law and order thing. You know what I mean? And and that's what that's what he literally said today when he was like, I'm going to send military to your cities and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, they've been doing that since Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump, man. <clears throat> As uh, we get closer and closer to no, <clears throat> excuse me, November, November. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering what the fuck is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With this yeah. election. I really wonder because. I remember when um, Brian was um, sharing all of the, uh, the 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 rape shit for um, mm-hmm. Trump. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the foulest shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the foulest shit. Like I can only think of the only thing that might like be more foul if it came out about the president is if he was like if he had like lynched like five black boys and like from a tree. Yeah, it was white. disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that shit disgusting. is disgusting. Like, yeah. um, and. The ill shit is, even if it's like completely true, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like Donald Trump and his a whole fake news narrative. He's created it. Is like the fucking like clear all, like the fucking like yeah. men in black, like fucking Teflon. neuralizer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, oh, that shit don't matter. Boom. To a man, yeah. everybody has said that to me, Joe. I mean, you're not the only person that feels this way. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I sent that to, everybody. Oh, well, you know, but it's. Nobody's gonna care, and blah blah blah. Like everybody has literally said it because we're. I think we just are set up to understand that. And and if you remember what my response to you was, is because I can't disagree with you. You're 100 percent right. My mm-hmm. response is, well, I mean, the only at best him answering for his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At best, bringing that up and and making him answer for have his name next to Jeffrey Epstein because he kind of denied his relationship with him. At best, that is something. You know what I mean? I don't mean I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, but like <clears throat> that's the ill thing. I um, I feel like it's done so much dirt. You know what I'm saying? And he's like just let the dirt pile up, and motherfuckers like don't really care. You know what I'm saying? And it would just be more shit where, like, oh, Trump is, like, trash to, like, us and, like, other folks think Trump is trash. But then it'd be more like, yo, why are they saying this about Trump? You know what I'm saying? Like, Alex had mentioned that uh, a friend of his or associate or something like that uh, 
is a big Trump fan and herald him as like a great leader because he's standing up and he's not in the basement like uh, <laughs> Joe Biden and um my people down in Alabama, my cousin's wife, she uh she tells me all the time about uh different white folk um um her daughter goes to like this really like like nice private school, so there's like a whole bunch of like random white folks that she probably wouldn't be friends with on Facebook, but she is now because they're like parents and shit. And how they'll be the coolest people, but there's gonna be a few of them that, that she said there's always a few of them that come out there talking real great about Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't heard any of the dirt before and after he became president, you know? So yeah, like that's my only thing with Trump. And I know we've had this argument. We're, yeah. we're not even an argument. We've had this conversation. Most people don't pay attention to politics at mm-hmm. all. You nope. know what I mean? Like at all. So like if you, you, you work all day and then you come home and you may watch 30 minutes of the news mm-hmm. and that's your blurb on whatever is going on in, in the world. You don't know anything about all the newsiness and the insight and all the rest <laughs> of this stuff. And, you know, if you're black in America, you're way more involved in politics than any white dude. And this goes to what you were talking about last week, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't have to care. They're not paying attention to any of this shit at all. But you know what they can't turn off right now, though? They can't turn off the story about George Floyd and that and and that officer laying on his neck. And mm-hmm. if there's anything that uh, it, the Democrats have to do is is to associate that act with the environment that Donald Trump has created from the time he stepped into office. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that like just the overall consciousness of the people of America after like uh, George Floyd and um, other incidents and just the like gross mishandling of at least the early stages of this uh, pandemic in um, our country is enough for people to say, okay, I'm either not going to vote for Donald Trump or if I was going to vote for Trump, I'm going to just stay home because fuck it. And we get someone like Biden and whoever the fuck he brings in as his VP to come in there and like at least give us a figurehead that mm-hmm. can be like respected yeah. and also be someone who just based on the people that are electing them and like the overall um, temperature of the country will bring about some uh, significant change or even gradual change to yeah certain things we need like i mentioned you brian like um with this whole thing with these different police stations and these different towns and cities and different states all around it's like they, like you said the fish rocks from the head down you know what i'm saying whatever and so my whole thing is like whatever they bring in there i would like to see some like real like you know criminal justice like reform you know what i'm saying see the feds flex that um like hate crime shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just like federal like charges a lot more in um these uh like localities because I don't care if it like if it was like a, t- a state thing and then I mean I don't care if it was like a some town or whatever and then like maybe a state prosecutor comes in and shit like that. Now nah, I want like the feds to just put caps on these things that are like fucking totally egregious, you know what I'm saying? And um just awesome. other shit. so yeah. l- let me so let me ask a question. A couple of months ago. Uh, when we were talking about, you know, a lot of the primaries uh, mm-hmm. uh, started, 
I know there were strong feelings. Of course, anything happened. There were strong feelings that you and Joe had. You guys were like, yo, Trump is going to get reelected. That was just a feeling. not saying it was going to happen, but that's yeah. where we were trending. Like, fast forward, let's say two months. I can't remember how long ago, but let's say mm-hmm. fast forward two and a half months now. Mm-hmm. Are you more optimistic or? Well, okay. I, I'll say this. Okay. I, I'm gonna, I just want to say this. I think that was right. In, I think that was in middle of, in middle slash end of January. January. I was about to say, yeah, it had when to he did that. the okay. he did like the State okay. of the Union, had and mm-hmm. he put on like this incredible show, performance, yeah. greatest <laughs> show ever. It was a great show. Yeah. Even if he lied yeah. to a whole bunch of shit and used a couple yeah, of like matter, respectable black nobody people, pays attention. Yeah. it was like a great fucking show. Yeah. And that yeah. was pre this. That was like pre COVID. Yeah, that was around the time it should have been. Yeah, taking heed to that COVID shit that he was yeah. getting briefed on then and before then. Yeah, I'm saying, and that was before Joe Biden. I'm pretty sure before Joe Biden had. There was definitely before Joe Biden had been like South Carolina and yeah. looked the thing. Okay, yeah, he wasn't there. So, so it, it was a it was a different world, the literal different world that we were. Fuck yes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, but also true. Like right now, um. Yeah, I'm not. I do not really. People got to vote. Okay, let's I, see. I, I hesitate to have this conversation. No, I know. If you I, don't know, I, know vote, I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, listen, man, fuck Nick, Nick Cannon. If y'all want to go any, in, anything, um, this mm-hmm. is what I was going to say earlier. Fuck Nick Cannon. He's out there saying I'm not going to vote until Black Lives Matter. And he sounds mm-hmm. dumb as fuck to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, listen, the, the, the world is is burning right now. So there's there's that. Um. And everybody's reacting to this, but then you you can't dismiss the fact that unemployment is at the highest it's been since the Great Depression. I mean, you're oh, you're we having, hit that number that you were always talking about. Yeah, so jobless claims are 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 through the roof. It was like 40 million now. Um, the, people have been cooped up in their houses for mm-hmm. about four four to five months at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just all of these things with all of these powers combined, and the fact that he didn't give us days off. Uh, it was, I don't know how long that was. He was doing those press conferences every day. I'm not sure if he see it. I, I guess he stopped doing it, but every that, day. Yeah. that shit, that, that shit didn't, didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't sit well with people. His numbers were not going up during that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, it, I mean, at the, at first it did, I, I can't lie to you. Like that first mm-hmm. week. Okay, Which it should. Though, like, yeah, it, it was like the fireside chats. Like it was, it was almost mm-hmm. like, all right, even though he was saying some bullshit, but like the more he talked, the more people got to know him. And uh-huh. he's just one of those guys that you don't want to get to know. You, he, if you're running this political campaign, you don't want mm-hmm. people to get to know who he is. And I think people, I think that that's the uh, the state that people are in. And for right or wrong, they're they're gonna shade him with the millions of different things that that have been going on and. You know, people are mad as hell. I, I, I talk to white people every day in different parts of the country. And I remember before all of this, when the arguments were, you know, when, when people was like, yeah, go Trump and all the rest of it. And now mm-hmm. I don't really hear that anymore. I, you know what I mean? Like, I did that. You it. I have to be talking to somebody really gutter ignorant. And even them, some of them have just told me how um, since Trump got in, they lost their land because of certain law that he he got destroyed and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. it was just like they know these little niche things that I that I'm not really associated with, but these country niggas get it. You know what I mean? And so there are ways that he's affected them before you even get to the fact that there's 40 million jobless claims and uh and we we've seen we, we've seen a stagnation in the rate of uh, um in, in the rate of uh, uh 
uh, how much people get paid middle minimum wage and all the rest of the shit like mm-hmm. we, we we're, we're seeing we're not seeing a strong economy he's just telling us it's strong all right the only thing we see is maybe a strong stock market and those two things don't aren't interrelated and people are literally dying and scared that they're going to die and then you go back to those people in florida who he had been lying to and their governor had been lying to and these old people they go to their doctor and they they say well do i need to wear a mask can i can i go out and, and the doctor says listen i drew, i voted for trump too but you can't listen to him on this thing you mm-hmm. got to wear a mask you got to stay in the home and you got to protect yourself those old people are going to remember what he said to them and that's going to carry florida and i bring this up a, a million times i said it before trump is not going to win michigan again no, okay, no. he's just not. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not going to win Wisconsin either, because I, I said it before, Jill Stein won Wisconsin by what? I think 45,000 votes. Uh, and, and Hillary Clinton lost Wisconsin by 33,000 votes. And Hillary Clinton was a bad fucking candidate. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was she was a divisive candidate that people knew for 30 years and they did not trust her. Right. So this vote is about Trump and it's, it's an anti-Trump vote. And so what we're seeing is we see these people in the streets immediately when Trump got, ele- uh, um, got elected. We see we saw a bunch of women in the streets and, and the pussy hats and all the rest of that. And we, we got way past that these days. We're on some we're on a, a stronger thing. We're, we're talking about like that. Our lives matter. Mm-hmm. Our jobs yeah. matter. You lied to us about uh, about um about a disease that is literally killing our grandparents and our some of them our parents and some of us and some of us you know what i mean you yeah. literally lied to us about that and you talk about all this bullshit and you blame everything on the prior administration as if you take no you take no leadership for what america is going to be going forward is a bunch of bullshit and and guess what before this they wouldn't have had to deal with that nobody really had to confront that but now you have to confront that shit because these niggas inside for months now watching people die and they got to ask these questions. What the fuck did this president do for us? Right. Mm-hmm. Are you better off than you were four years ago? Or even not even if you're better off, are you even the same? Even yeah. if you were in a place, let's just say you were in a, you felt you were in a good place. Are you in that same place right now? Yeah. I mean, the votes are just going to have to like, like there's some folks that's like just naturally, like Brian said, like the people that we don't even think about, you know what I'm saying? Like certain farmers or certain people in like middle America, even like even on the coast, you know what I'm saying? There's like people that have, you know, that drank the Coke, the drank the Trump Kool-Aid, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <laughs> Went along with it, you know what I'm saying? And and some of and some of them I can't even fault them for being ignorant to like who yeah. exactly who Trump was, because just where they were and how they probably were introduced to him Not in sure. like Home Alone and like fucking yeah. uh like fucking the apprentice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but then seeing what really happened to their own like lives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and then the people that have just been totally turned off just off of seeing that Trump really is the asshole that Hillary and other folks are trying to say he was during the election and beforehand. And like Brian said, you got states like you got states where Trump barely won Michigan, barely won Wisconsin, um, barely won Florida, barely won Pennsylvania. And if those would have been like just I think all in total, if like from those four states, if they would have just been like 10,000 here, like 80,000 here. You know what I'm saying? Or like 20,000 here. Hillary would have been the president. So 
just in places like I just feel like there's enough there where it should like switch over for like Biden to get it. You know what I'm saying? The only yeah. thing I really do worry about is that voter suppression shit because even though I'm sure the Democrats have been guilty of doing their own like gerrymandering and other like voter suppression shit in certain places, it really seemed like it's the big fucking Republican deal to do that shit. That's why motherfuckers are so against getting that vote by mail shit because I've been turned away from polling sites. And I know other people have been turned away from polling sites. And mostly I'm talking about some black folks, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even down south, you know what I'm saying? Just like other places. And that whole thing is that it makes it harder for us to vote, you know what I'm saying? And then since a lot of us are in like a certain socioeconomic system where we where they might not even have a driver's license or they might not have registered at the right place, some shit like that. They will do anything, even if your shit is right or if it's slightly yeah. off. They will do anything to like not let you vote. You know what I'm saying? So, so point of fact, point of fact, Republicans have benefited from the um, vote by mail system for mm-hmm. about as long as it existed. Th- you, most of them end up being theirs. All right, they just wanted to throw that out there. So mm-hmm. it's weird to argue. Donald Trump even votes by mail. So it's weird to argue that. I, but go ahead. Um, Joe. Joe. No, I'm saying, yeah, I, like with that shit, but it seems to be like a lot easier for them to like do it or like be a lot more like keen on the process. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how many like Democrats really like voted by mail even knew that they could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like when they were talking about the process of, uh, I forget exactly what states or what senators were talking about. It's like, oh, we want to send out the ballot so everybody can just like do it. And it's like, oh, no, nah, that's going to be fraud. What you need to do is send them out information where they'll have to send in information and do all that. I'm thinking how many of us, you know what I'm saying, let's be really, really about it, going to go through all this extra registration shit. Hopefully the mail goes there. Hopefully it's that, whatever. And, like, the shit will go smoothly. So, I mean, I, I, I worry about, like, the, actually getting to the polls, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, but, you know, I'm hopeful, you know, which is something I, I really usually don't be in, like, politics, especially national politics that we can get like Trump out of there and just uh, bring a certain, and it's ill, like make America decent or like slightly okay again. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause this is fucking like trash at the top right now, but. Well, but, you know, um, I think, you know, I, I said in our group chat, but I think I, I'm happy when we have these type of pods where it's really just straight bars and information. You know what I'm saying? Where you're giving people information about what's going on and not just a lot of rhetoric or anything like that. Just call hard facts and, you know, what the energy is, how the, the, the energy of the feeling of black people as us as four black men and giving out. But really what I want to say is people who have kids, you really, especially if you have teenagers, really and truly sit down with your kids and have a talk and just find out how they're doing. Because we ourselves are, you know, what I'm saying, we're, we're either maybe out of work or we have the ability to work from home. We've been trapped in our homes. States only started opening up this month of May. So you just now venturing outside of the house, going to different places other than the grocery store and so on and so forth. But you have to think about this with your children. Your kids have been locked up in the house and now they're witnessing, they locked up in the house, witnessing a pandemic, homeschooling, doing something they never did before. And now more than likely, given however old your, your child is, this is something that they're seeing for the first time. We, on here, we, we saw the Rodney King, right? So that was kind of maybe our first experience with something like this. So I think it's important that you check on the mental health 
of your children because unlike what we may have experienced back in uh 92 which i think is when rodney king the rodney king rides were we had to consume it with more than like we had to consume it with our family they now have these devices and they're consuming it in different ways than maybe we are as parents or you know, caretakers or whatever, whatever whatever you are you really need to take the time and really sit down with your children and talk to them because they've been cooped up in the house they've been homeschooling they can't go nowhere. They have a pandemic, and now they're just watching George Floyd over and over and over and over and over again. And then they're consuming information differently than maybe we have in '92 during the Rodney King. So I think it's really important that you take the time to really sit down and have a conversation with your children about what's going on and try to understand what their feelings their feelings are. Don't leave them trapped up in a room like mine, just playing video games and consuming YouTube and Instagram and everything like that. And I just but, want to say this, like, mm-hmm. um, like before we like close, I'm pretty sure we close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? I want to say uh, that like, this James Baldwin quote from <clears throat> um, the Negro in American culture. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces of it, like on Instagram, because you know, it's, like it's crazy from the '60s. It's still timely. You know what I'm saying? Um, was it to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage like, almost all the time, so that. The first problem is how to control that rage so that it won't destroy you. And I think that speaks to it should speak to all of us. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I get on edge um, a lot of times. I mean, eventually, even if I can be calm when I first see things, eventually it sinks in and I get like on edge. And I know Brian um, talks about sometimes being triggered by shit. And it's that rage, you know what I'm saying, that um, James Baldwin was talking about. And um, it's just really up to us to control that shit so it won't consume us, you know what I'm saying? We, we, can, we can have those feelings and just try to be as constructive with them as possible, you know what I'm saying? For the yeah. most part, sometimes that rage got to come out of motherfucking shit, need to get burnt down, motherfucking I mean, get screamed I think, like that, but. I, I think everybody should read The Fire Next Time, yo, because, mm-hmm. you know, by James Baldwin. I just because you bring it up, I just didn't want the, this moment to pass without. It's only about fifty pages, y'all. It's really short, um, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's you so crazy. I mean? You even have to say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's really short, and it's 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 one of the greatest um, uh, work pieces of writing about the African American experience in modern America that you may ever read. Word. Yes. What's 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 really good? What you, what you want to throw out there, boy? I just gotta get out a couple folks real quick. All right, let's get it. Oh, a couple, a couple, absolutely. Starting off, um, let's say fuck you, Virgil. Fuck uh-huh. you, fuck your little twist tie shoes. Fuck you, whatever. Standing behind all this other bullshit and getting mad about processes damaging your friends' little stores. Fuck you, fuck you some more. Fuck you some more for that because you don't quite understand. With our culture, and as popular as you may be, nigga, we made you. We put your shit on. We made you hot. And we can take that shit right off the fire, right without a problem. That's going to be no issue. Next. Fuck B. Simone. Fuck what you talking about. Fuck, I don't want to hear this because I'm, I, I'm, I'm not worried about man. I'm a person of God. All right, cool. But these are your people, your brothers, your sisters out here marching to get... You say protect us, do all the things that we need to do to be treated equally, but you want to stand on that platform. Cool. Fuck 
any of you celebrity ass black people who are talking about all lives matter, I want you to keep that same energy when a cop comes fucking with your family or your friends or your people or anybody else like that. Fuck all these white people who are acting like they're allies. Here's the problem. We've been asking guys to be allies since the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 10s, and now the 20s. We've been asking you to come walk with us, believe us. Like, we're not imagining this shit. We're not, we're not, we're not imagining that people, uh, cops are killing us. We see this shit. We know this shit. We are in these neighborhoods. But y'all want to say now, oh, man, we now we understand. You know what? Now we understand Colin. Yeah, he kneeled. And y'all, like, y'all made a big fucking deal out of it. So it kind of fuck you. Also, fuck the white allies that think that they're, like, this is their one little stand on something. Like I said before, we had a podcast a while ago when Kyle Ford said something. And I was like, all right, cool. That's great. I'm glad you said that. Give me more. And I want the same energy from them. As a matter of fact, I didn't want black people to speak out about the shit because we've already spoken enough over the decades about the same problem. I just want to hear all these celebrities have eaten off our culture, have, have taken out people, have branded our clothing, have taken our style and our fashion, try to recreate it as their own, following cornrows and some other shit, whatever the fuck they want to call it, just because it fits their little wow. image, thinking that everything's going to be all right. Nah, here's the thing. This is a very critical time in our country, maybe a time that we've never had. So if you're going to say something, I want you to do something. I want you to be about it. And last but not least, all the coaches, especially the white ones in college basketball and football, you guys have been eating off the backs of these, these black boys and girls for years. And I don't want to hear no fucking tweet. I don't want to hear no written response. I don't want to hear none of that. Get your ass in front of a camera, denounce this shit, tell them that you, you are a part of the you are part of the problem because you know why because you're privileged you're not looking after these kids when they want to transfer you make a big fucking deal of it but when you want to leave and go take another million dollar job somewhere it's not a problem everything's all great with that everything's cool but now we want to stand up for our rights and now we see what's a problem and now you guys want to write and uh, oh now you don't want to speak now you don't want to get in front of the camera now you want to write your little insignificant passionate little speeches like we all need to stand together we need to come together as a nation no Mm. no Black boys that, that are getting killed in the streets out here all the time, these are the ones that are running your program. These ones keep money in your pocket. And the last thing is not even a fuck. I've been seeing this around social media, and I really, really do believe this, especially when it comes to sports. If we want to really make a significant change, all these top stars and athletes, y'all should just start playing for HBCUs. And I mean that. If, if you want, want to show dedication and pride to the historically black colleges that we've created, that have educated <laughs> at this point, millions of African American people in this country. You know what? Don't don't go sign to Duke. Don't go sign to Georgia. Go go be show pride in, in your teams and your heritage and your history. Go play for us. You know what? Go to Grambling, nigga. If we put the best of our athletes in HBCUs, none of those yeah. other people will stand a chance. So if you are, and lastly, realize this, nigga, last lead five times. Go ahead. Yeah, but this is gonna be. <laughs> this is not an all lives matter thing. It is a Black Lives Matter thing. Like I said, it's not Black men. It's Black women, Black children. Yeah. These people, we're, we're the ones that's been out here. We're the ones who've been marching. And the reason why we kind of do this is because of a very simple fact about America. White mm. people get the chance to live. Black people get the chance to survive. We don't get the freedoms that we are supposed to get. We don't get the things that we need. We don't get the same equality that we are supposed to be given basically whenever the rights are supposed to be. It's supposed to be equal rights. We don't have okay. equal housing. We don't have equal, we don't have equal yeah. anything. So do your part. Step up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yo, so so I'm I'm gonna be real with you. I was just gonna close it out and, and say motherfuck McCannon and um and uh y'all better vote. But I, I wrote something, I think it was it was a few days ago, and I kinda wanted to read that just based on of because of Ant's rant and I just thought it was too important to let that stand and, and so I said you you know, we do this often at this point. Exhaust our collective outrage at the latest fatal injustice. We unite on what is acceptable to say in the right side of said justice. Then it goes away until it comes back. The idea of race based on color of skin was created to dehumanize a class of people for the purpose of cognitive dissonance to the repulsive treatment of those people. It's as deep as the foundation, it's as deep in the foundation of this country as apple pie or hamburgers. So, while we may not be able to keep it out of the niche corners of this country, we damn sure can draw the line at human life. Fuck your punk ass microaggressions. You don't get to kill us and then act scared or shocked at the repercussions. And fuck Nick Cannon. 